Welcome to Commending and Contending, a podcast of the Gospel Coalition Australia. I'm your host, Jonathan Holt. The Gospel Coalition Australia exists to encourage and assist Australian Christians to remain convinced of the truth and power of the gospel, to commend and contend for the gospel in our lives and ministries, and foster connections between individuals, churches, and other ministries so we can most effectively advance the gospel in Australia. Joining me today is our website writer, Jeanette Chin. Welcome to the episode, Jeanette. Hey, Jonathan. It's great to be here. Uh, for those who maybe haven't had the joy of meeting you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so the most important thing you need to know about me is that I'm a sinner, depending daily on the grace of Christ Jesus. I came to know about Jesus and his grace through the faithful witness of my family and the Christian community in Barrie in the south coast of New South Wales, where I grew up. I've always loved opening up the scriptures and discovering more about God's goodness in Jesus. And these days, I've, I've got the immense privilege um, of doing that with AFES as I read the Bible with students at ANU. So that means I'm currently living in Canberra, our nation's capital, with my husband Richard. And despite the cold winters down here, I've recently increased my appreciation for early morning jogs around Lake Burley Griffin. Wow, well done. Yes, Very as impressive. a fellow Canberran, Jonathan, I'm sure you know just how cold it can be oh, um, at yes. 6.30 in the morning in the middle of winter in Canberra. Tell me, Jeanette, how has God been encouraging you recently? Yeah, so Rich and I are really blessed by the family of Christ that we fellowship with at Crossroad City Church here in Canberra. Uh, we're, we're currently studying Numbers. It's a book I've read before, but I've never really studied in depth. Um, like others, I think, um, many assume Numbers is kind of a boring book. It's, you know, after all, as the name suggests, <laughs> it seems like it's going to be full of numbers and lists and genealogies. But of course, just like the rest of the scriptures, once you understand it, it is just so rich and jam-packed with abundant gospel truths that all point to Jesus. The first 10 chapters of Numbers detail the organization of Israel's tent city and how they are to arrange themselves as they travel through the wilderness. When you first read it, it kind of seems a bit dull and irrelevant to New Covenant believers like us. But once our growth group drew a picture to sort out what Israel's camping setup was, straight away we could see that Numbers is a picture of God dwelling with his people as they journey from slavery through the desert wasteland towards God's kingdom. So, of course, the tabernacle is right there in the center with the Lord's presence in the Holy of Holies, where God reigns from where? His seat of mercy. So once our group drew our pictures, like immediately we, we could see that this is a foreshadow of Revelation 4 and 5 where all of God's creation is gathered around God's throne and the Lamb, worshipping him alone as the one true God of the universe and worshipping the Lamb whose blood was slain to make us free. So how great is the Bible, right? And how desperately do we need it? God's word is the manna that sustains us in the wilderness reminding us that God is with us in his mercy, dwelling with us by his spirit as we journey towards his kingdom to come. 
Jeanette, tell us, in the midst of some major medical news, how have you seen ways to be commending Jesus and commending his gospel uh, during some tricky times in your life? Yeah, so earlier this year, um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Initially, as I waited for the biopsy results, I was so scared. Um, I'd actually been misdiagnosed 12 months prior. And so um, when I saw the fear on the doctor's faces, I became really uh, such an anxious mess. Um, I was really worried that my cancer would be really bad. Um, And so as we waited for the biopsy results, um, Richard said, we need to pray and we need to ask others to pray. Um, And how good is suffering to bring you to your knees in absolute dependence on God? Of course, God in his infinite wisdom could have answered differently and we would have still embraced his good plans and sovereign purposes for our lives. Uh, But uh, it's just been incredible. The Lord has been so gracious in answering our prayers. Um, Surprisingly, when I got the diagnosis, the cancer news was a relief. Um, I had a rare, slow-growing grade 1A cancer. It's the best and lowest grade of breast cancer that you can get. And so incredibly, even after that year delay to get the right diagnosis, it was still categorized as an early stage cancer. So I've just had surgery and don't require chemo or radiotherapy. Uh, We've just been astonished at God's mercy to us. And it's just made it so easy to tell people God is so good No matter what you go through, God is still good. Uh, The best evidence of this, of course, is at the cross of Jesus. Uh, But here's an example of how the Lord has shown his goodness to us in hearing our cries for mercy in this situation. It's been really wonderful to see the opportunities that God's given me with this cancer diagnosis. Um, So, for example, uh, I'll just tell you one story. Um, I got a message from an old school friend as I was waiting for my diagnosis, um, my biopsy results. Um, And yeah, we just so see the Lord's timing in this. My friend happened to be diagnosed with cancer, way worse than me, um, about a month prior to my diagnosis. And so when we caught up on the phone, she says, Jeanette, it's like we were meant to go through cancer together. I mean, what a gift from our good and sovereign Lord. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was such a blessing. Uh, we, I, we talked about our, our cancer, our feelings about death. Um, she noticed that my faith in Jesus made me so calm. Um, but my friend went on to tell me, Jeanette, I've still got that Bible that you gave me during high school. To be honest, I had to do some digging through some old dusty memories to to remember that I had even given her a Bible during high school. Um, But after 20 years, she still got this Bible that I gave her. And she says to me, I feel like I'm meant to read it. Where do I start? So I'm, yeah, it's just an amazing um, coincidence from the Lord. Uh, But please pray that, she and I will have opportunity to read the Bible together. Um, yeah, at the moment she's just reading it by herself. She's also got Dave McDonald's 
um, book, Hope Beyond Cure, um, that I I pray that she'll read. And um, yeah, so I'm really hoping that God will use her temporary suffering of cancer to save her from the eternal suffering of hell. Uh, when it comes to uh, talking to others about this kind of moment in your life, I, I know that Sometimes people aren't always great in how they respond. Sometimes they, 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 they're trying to be helpful, but they say unhelpful things, uh, mm. possibly thoughtless things. Uh, are there ways that you found uh, the Gospels really helped you to communicate well what's going on and why you're responding to it better than maybe should be expected? Yeah, so really good question, Jonathan. Um yeah, there are some people, both Christians and unbelievers, who've assumed that my cancer diagnosis would make us angry. They've really felt the injustice for us and the apparent unfairness of our situation. Um, that's largely because my husband's already a widower. Um, his first wife, Bronwyn, died of pancreatic cancer 10 years ago now. Um, and so some have kind of asked, hasn't Richard suffered enough already? Um but by God's mercy, um, anger isn't something that we've experienced ourselves. Uh, and I think that's because the churches that we've um, been a part of have just really faithfully prepared us for the inevitability of suffering. The Bible tells us that suffering comes to everyone. Um, we're all going to die one day because the wages of sin is death, Romans 6.36. Um, but the Bible also teaches us that suffering doesn't necessarily mean uh, that we're being punished for a specific sin. So things like cancer are symptomatic of the fall of all mankind. And so along with creation and the Holy Spirit, we're, we're groaning. We are longing to put off this body of decay and put on our new transformed bodies that will be immune to sin and sickness. Romans 8 and where's that from? 2 Corinthians 5. Um, so an excellent article about suffering that speaks more of these things is um, by an Indonesian sister called Rachel Ho. Uh, she shares her journey through brain cancer um, on an article on the Gospel Coalition website. Um, and like me, she credits her serenity in suffering to a regular diet of faithful Bible teaching. It's just like we saw in Numbers, we need God's word at the center of our gatherings Um yeah, and feast on God's word like manna from heaven uh, while we're traveling through the wilderness of darkness and death. So um, please let me commend preachers and pastors, um, parents, anyone who shares God's word with others. Keep opening up the scriptures with those around you and teaching it faithfully. We're all going to suffer one day. It's inevitable. So we must regularly encourage each other to suffer like Jesus did. Um, with humility, with patience, embracing the goodness of God's sovereignty, 1 Peter 2. Another article, if um, I can be so bold as to share a second article, Jonathan, I hope that's okay. Um, another article that's been really great to read again is actually one that Richard's first wife, Bronwyn, wrote when she was dying of pancreatic cancer. Um, extraordinarily, Bronwyn describes cancer as a gift. Um yeah, which is quite amazing, but it's, after all, just like what James 1 says, consider it pure joy whenever you face trials and sufferings of many kinds. Um, so that can be uh, a really hard thing to hear, particularly, um, and to fathom 
Um, like how can you be joyful when you're suffering? Um, it can be really hard to persevere when life is difficult, uh, when you're just exhausted from the constant pain uh, and darkness and despair of this dying age. Um, yeah, we know people that are going through way harder stuff than us at the moment. Um, and so while there's a, a genuine and deep grief in our suffering, um, and we can't always know why God lets us suffer, um, suffering does remind us that our lives are in God's hands. Um, and what an important thing to remember. Every breath is a gracious gift from God. Um, and in an age that wants to have lives of comfort, um, in an age where we expect doctors to give us pills and um, let us live longer and healthier lives, it's, it's actually really good for us to embrace the gift that suffering is from our loving Heavenly Father, uh, because through suffering, God teaches us the wisdom of numbering our days. Psalm 90, uh, that's from. And um, maybe then, as we learn the lessons from suffering, we'll live in light of eternity rather than live for this temporary age. So I'm really grateful for the genuine gift that cancer has been to me. Uh, cancer has given me pause to slow down, to stop, to reflect on my sin. And in God's goodness, uh, I think this has been exactly what I've needed. As James 5 says, suffering, though perhaps not a direct punishment for a specific sin, suffering provides an opportunity to, to do just that, to reflect on your sin. Um, and so as I received my cancer diagnosis, um, you know, in God's sovereignty, church was studying the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5 to 7, where Jesus says, if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Um, such, such a timely gift from the Lord, right? Um, and so as I faced surgery to chop out my cancer, I realized I am way more attached to my sin. Things like my pride, my envy, my spite, fear of man rather than fear of God. Um, I'm more attached to those sins than I'm attached to physical body parts. I'm way more comfortable um, removing the toxic tissue from my body than I am in killing the sin that plagues my heart. And uh, yeah, in many ways, I mean, it's relatively easy to get rid of the cancer lumps, just chop them out. Um, yeah, but my competitiveness, my arrogance, my impatience, sin is such a stubborn beast, doesn't it? It entangles our hearts. It deceives our eyes. Um, sin corrupts all our motives and actions each and every day. So I desperately need the Lord to take a scalpel and remove the sin from my heart. I would so love that right now. Um, but suffering reminds us that we're still in this world of death. We're still in the wilderness. We're not in Egypt anymore. And neither are we in the promised land yet. Um, we're still in the wilderness. And so we have to wait for our new bodies before our fight with sin is finally over. Um, and so it's just a great reminder, heaven's going to be way better than here. Um, we won't have to wrestle with sin anymore. Um, that's much better than being cancer-free. Uh, so it's like Tim Keller said as he fought his cancer, 
for those of us who love Jesus, life can only get infinitely better when we die. So we need to saturate ourselves in God's word that we don't get distracted by the worries and riches of this life and end up falling away from the true and living God. Uh, We need to have God's word dwelling in our midst like the Israelites did. Uh, We need to remind each other daily of the gospel, that we're all sinners, that we all deserve to suffer, but God in his grace has forgiven us in Christ Jesus. And he has raised us up to sit with Christ in heaven. So as we wander through this wasteland of sin and death, we don't look back to Egypt, to our sin, like the Israelites did, but we look forward to the promised land. We cling with confidence to the truth that God's love is proven at the cross, that God's spirit guarantees our glorious inheritance to come. And we look ever forward to the land flowing with milk and honey where righteousness will reign for all eternity in Jesus Christ. Jeanette, thanks so much for taking time to talk with me today. Mm. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. Um, Yeah, we pray that God will be glorified in this ministry. This podcast is made by the Gospel Coalition Australia. You can help us by sharing this episode with your friends or your Bible study group, growth group, community group, uh, and also by going to our website and making a donation to grow the networks of Australian voices speaking the gospel to Australians.